Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the good news with Angie Austin. Now with the good news. Here's Angie. Angie Austin here with the good news. Hello there, friend. All right. So we've been working our way through 30 things to start doing for yourself uh, last time I didn't cover as many as I felt that I would. Uh, you know, some of them we've already covered of the 30. Start spending time with the right people. Start place, uh, facing your problems head on. Start being honest with yourself about everything, which makes life easier. Uh, and then the, valuing the lessons that your mistakes teach you that it's okay to fail because that's part of learning. Uh, make your happiness a priority. We were talking last time about forgiving. Start forgiving yourself and others. I told you that was one of the things I think r- really is a God thing. God has blessed me with the spirit of forgiveness. I've been pretty successful in that with every person in my life, I think, but my mom. Uh, and she's stuck in a little bit of a victim cycle. And so we uh, butt heads more than I do with anyone else. Uh, although we made some uh, oatmeal, homemade oatmeal cookies yesterday. That was fun. I try to just look on the bright side with my mom and try to not get too deep about stuff that will get her all fired up. All right. Number 19, we briefly touched on. Start helping those around you. I told you that Jim Stovall's grandma used to tell Jim when Jim was going blind, I'll listen to your problems once you write me the golden list and then he'd write the 10 things on his golden list that he's thankful for and then he didn't have anything to complain about and we shortened the golden list down to five and I used to have my kids do the golden list with my mom when she would drive them like the four or five blocks to school when they were little because if she was doing the golden list she wouldn't be complaining and you know angry with them and the golden list really got her in a better mood all right Number 20, start listening to your inner voice. If it helps, by the way, this is from Mark and Angel. Uh, They sent me this 30 things to start doing for yourself. Start listening to your own inner voice. If it helps, discuss your ideas with those closest to you, but give yourself enough room to follow your own intuition. Be true to yourself. Say what you need to say. Do what you know, and your heart is the right thing to do. I find help with this. Um, you know, many of the people on the show, like Beatrice Bruno and Michelle Ron, they really pray a lot in a way that Beatrice, for sure, heals, feels the Lord speak to her. And recently she said uh, on the four-year anniversary that's coming up on her husband's uh, passing that he was sitting at the table with his Diet Coke, and he told her that it was okay to move on, and she really felt that God was telling uh, her, you know, that, that it's okay to move on now. As she said, you don't forget, you just move forward. Okay, so with that said, uh, I find that I'm not as good a listener, so I write down when I'm praying and I want to get direction. I pray and then write my thoughts down, and that's where where I can kind of find direction, which would be my own tuition driven by my faith. So, you know, give that a shot if you're not um, a quiet enough person to really sit and listen. I mean, Beatrice prays nonstop all day long. I think she gets up at, I don't know, 4.30 or something to do a prayer group, I think. 
and then she walks at 5 a.m. But yeah, so she's it's like the main part of her day. All right, 21. Start being attentive to your stress level and take short breaks. I think we push ourselves. I know my husband does. Like past the breaking point. Like when you know you're really reaching that level of stress, like whether or not you take a half an hour nap or do lunch at home that day or go to Starbucks and, you know, read news or, you know, do social media for, you know, a a reasonable amount of time, sit in a park, have your sandwich, watch the birds, watch the kids play on the playground from a distance, Um, slow down, breathe, give yourself permission to pause, regroup and move forward with clarity and purpose and some peace. Because, you know, when we're at our busiest, we can really lose our tempers easily. I don't know about you, but I can. I know my husband can. And so that little bit of a pause or a recess can help renew your mind. The Bible can help renew your mind. What a great thing to do to go sit by a lake in the shade and read your Bible for half an hour on lunch break. Wouldn't that help the stress? And then, of course, your productivity goes up as well. And I think those short breaks are necessary so that you don't hurt the ones you love and lash out at them because you're stressed out about other things because I'm guilty of that. And I know my husband is too. What did he get upset about the other night? Oh, I know. I was changing the time to go to the gym and the pool wasn't going to be open till seven and he wanted to be at the gym at six. And I said, well, maybe we could compromise and go at 630 so I won't have to wait as long for the pool. And he does not like a schedule or a plan changed. And since he was super stressed out from work, he did not like that. So I said, you know what, let's take two cars. Let's just make this easy because it's not very far. So that was what we did because I could tell that me changing the plan was not making him happy. All right, stress. It's a doozy, isn't it? It really can um, warp or change or deviate your personality and steer you in a direction uh, of someone you're not. You know, that's what I think at least. All right. Oh, I love this one. This is one that Michelle Ron talked about recently. Start noticing the beauty of small moments. She went to these incredible gardens when she was traveling. I think she went to Greece this year on a cruise and she went to Alaska and on her Alaskan cruise up in British Columbia, she went to a park that was just unbelievable. And she said, just noticing the beauty of small moments. So you don't have to be at that, like, you don't have to be at like Yosemite. You don't have to be, you know, at Yellowstone or in the best garden in the world. It can just be something really cool. Like I told you, I was doing the Lazy River with my 17-year-old son and just chatting and saying funny things and laughing about stuff and just talking about what he wants to do after high school and, you know, how he wants to buy a condo. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I mean, you do have a business, but I'm not sure if he grasps how much real estate is here in Colorado. Okay. So whether it be celebrating a neighbor or a kid, you know, finding happiness in the small things that happen every day, uh, maybe a cu- quiet cup of coffee with, you know, your mom or um, like the homemade cookies we made yesterday or a really good meal, um, you know, maybe you get special ice cream and you know, holding hands, uh, walking with your family on a family walk. We love the family walk. Um, I don't know. I just, I just like it. So and then chatting with those closest to you because, you know, we don't chat as much as we used to. Just chit-chatting. And I'm telling you, the Lazy River is the best place to chit-chat because you're just kind of floating along together. All right. Start taking... This is 26. 
Well, we're making good progress. Start taking full accountability for your own life. Oh my goodness, I can't stress this is enough. Get out of the victim chair. Stop pointing fingers. Start taking full responsibility, accountability for your own life. Um, own your choices and own your mistakes. I mean, people really respect you when you take responsibility. And you don't fib or point the finger at somebody else. That's a surefire way to make people lose respect, especially if they know you made a decision or you did something. That's a surefire way to learn uh, lose respect. So own your choices, own your mistakes. You know, just apologize. Oh, I I don't think I made the right decision on that one. Uh, I'll take responsibility for that. You know, I'm sorry. I won't that you know won't happen again. But I learned from it, or something to that effect. Be willing to take the necessary steps to improve upon them. Either you take accountability for your life, or someone else will. And when they do, you'll become a slave to their ideas and their dreams instead of pi- a pioneer of your own. You are the only one who can directly control the outcome of your life. It won't always be easy. Oh, boy, don't we know that? I mean, it's not easy, isn't it? Because there's all those obstacles and you've got to crawl over them or go around them or climb them or whatever. But you you have to take accountability for your situation and stop blaming like your childhood. You know, I recently spent time... We call her the extra grandma, Grandma Diane. It was my uncle's girlfriend, and he passed away, but we still visit her when we go to Vegas. And she was in an orphanage. The mom gave up all the kids because the dad left the mom for another woman, and then the mom couldn't take care of them, so they all went into an orphanage. And some had good circumstances and, you know, got adopted out or had foster homes. Some stayed in the orphanage, so some kids are more bitter and angry than others. She became friends with her mom again in her adult life. But she said, you've got, once you become an adult, you've got to take responsibility for where you are in life. And even if you have to work harder to get ahead or do whatever because your parents were poor or neglectful or drug addicts or whatever, do the best you can. Find a way out. And if that means getting an education so you know you speak better or you know more things or you want to get a degree, or in some cases, maybe people just need to learn how to read if they really had a difficult time in school. But whatever is necessary. Um, this is kind of a, a rough book, but it's um, You Can't Hurt Me. It's about a Navy SEAL, uh, and there's a lot of bad language in it. He, he curses a lot. He's a Navy SEAL. But anyway, he didn't even know how to swim when he decided to become a Navy SEAL. He didn't even know how to read when he was in high school. I mean, it is unbelievable what he learned how to do to achieve his dreams. Uh, And he didn't, his dad was not really uh, a stellar person, violent and uh, kind of non-existent in their lives. Great mom, though, by the way. I think his mom, she wasn't, she wasn't very educated, but I think she went back to school, but really just pulled themselves up by the bootstraps and took responsibility for their life. And you know, that's where I butt heads with my mom, because she's blaming a lot of people who are dead as to why she's not happy. And um, I, I don't like that. It's like my pet peeve. So anyway, Grandma Diane had a horrible, you know, childhood, and she just, she's so appreciative. She has so much gratitude for where she is and what she's achieved and the boys that she's raised and the one granddaughter that she has. And she's just wonderful. We had so much fun. She's in her 80s. And we took her out on the strip and we took her to um, Ka, which is a Cirque du Soleil show. And she's like, oh, I haven't been in the strip on, in so long. And the show is so beautiful. And thank you so much. I think we got like the second row. She was so happy. So anyway, I love it that she pulled herself up by her bootstraps and stopped blaming people for the fact that she had a crummy childhood. Many of us did. Just move on. 
make the best of what you have. And there's so many things to still be grateful for. And again, we go back to that one of the most important points that we went over last time, which has to do with um, forgiveness. Start forgiving yourself and others. If you can't do that, it's going to stunt your life and you won't have the life that the Lord uh, want, wanted you or wants you to have. And then don't forget that start helping others around you. If you're feeling low, that is such a great way to feel better and to help others. Okay, so that was 26. Start taking full accountability of your own life. Let's see what 27 is. Start actively nurturing your most important relationships. And again, on Mark and Angel, and Mark's with a C, um, you can sign up to get these 30. They sent me these 30 things. Number 27, start actively nurturing your most important relationships. Why are you wasting on time on people that don't support you? If you're going to do these 30 things to start doing for yourself, start taking care of those relationships that matter, that make a difference, and stop wasting your time on people that add nothing to your life. Now, I'm not saying if you're a Christian, only hang out with Christians. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is really put the effort into someone that puts the effort into you. You know, you can't be everything to everyone. You can't do everything. You've got to decide like who the inner circle of your target is, the people who are most important to you. And for most of us, that's our direct family. But then I have a core group of really good friends. And these people, they really bring joy to my life. And they're there when I'm feeling down. All right, I'm going to kind of bounce through these because we've only got about a minute left. 28, start concentrating on the things that you can control. Let go and let God uh, 29, start foca- focusing on the positive. <laughs> I'm trying to go so fast. Start focusing on the possibility of po- positive outcomes. Like really believe, like do what you want to happen. Do the step, like believe that it can happen and start noticing how wealthy you are right now and not just money wealthy, like a full pantry, a car that works, clean drinking uh, uh, water, maybe access to good medical care. Uh, You have the internet. You know how many people don't have access to internet? You can read. And so in the big scope of life, you are so blessed. We are so blessed. I just got a kick out of these. I hope you did too. So again, uh, Mark and Angel, thank you so much. They do a lot of coaching, et cetera, of people. And uh, they were asked to put this out. 30 things to start doing for yourself. I'm Angie Austin with the good news. Thanks for listening. Morrison is locked in to the mighty 670 KLT. When you shop at your local ARC, your hard-earned money directly supports individuals with disabilities. 80% of people with intellectual and developmental disabilities are unemployed. At ARC thrift stores, approximately 20% of their employees are individuals with intellectual or developmental disabilities. ARC Thrift is one of Colorado's most prominent employers for people with disabilities. They provide extra support for their employees, allowing them to decide how they live, learn, and work through the ARC Ambassadors program. The program provides a community for employees with disabilities where they create lasting friendships. ARC Thrift Ambassadors attend social events throughout the year. ARC is a company that lives and breathes its mission of going above and beyond to create a space of inclusivity, morale, and culture. Shop at an ARC Thrift store near you. Find your nearest location at arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. 
Hey there, Angie Austin with the good news, along with Beatrice Bruno and Michelle Ron. They join me weekly. They are speakers. Beatrice is also an author. Michelle is also a performer. Yes, she was Miss Senior America 2004. <laughs> Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Hey, glad to be here. All right. I want to ask you both a question. And Beatrice, I'll start with you. I was Uh thinking today, what do I want to learn from the two of you? What do I want to, you know, you're going to, uh, your daughter's having a baby soon, Beatrice. Michelle's uh, uh, grandkids are uh, in college or a couple (laughs) starting and one going to his junior year. Just mind blowing to me. And she's going Uh to her 60th reunion uh, coming up, high school reunion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ta-da! And so I feel yep. like you've battled maybe more um, difficulties in life at this point, maybe than I have. And so Beatrice, with losing your husband not so long ago, and Michelle, you know, you had your heart attack, and Bob was also mm-hmm. really sick there. Uh, you know, there's mm-hmm. been lots of trials that you've gone through. Beatrice, I'll start with you. How do you get through those? How do you how do you lean on the Lord? Because I do remember you coming in the studio shortly after your husband uh, died, Mr. Bruno, and you said you just wanted to pull up the covers and not get out of bed. Yeah, I did. And and to be honest with you, you know, people don't understand the grief process. And when I say that. What I mean is that people will say, okay, your husband's gone. You know, you just have to move on. And there's no such thing as moving on. You may move forward, but you will not move on because we were married 27 years, four months, 10 days and nine hours. I'm not moving on from that. And every time I see our children, I'm not moving on from that. But my thing was just staying in the face of the Lord and just believe in God and say, Lord, I know you're bringing me through through this thing because I can't do this by myself. I think this time has taught me how much I need to lean on God in everything, especially that, because that hit me hard. And it was, it is very traumatic. And um, this is something that it'll be four years on, um, uh, in a couple of days on the seventh. Wow. Five days, Um, it will be four years. And um, I I still have times when I sit and get really sad because I miss my husband. I really do. And, you know, I want to move forward in what God has for me. You know, I know that eventually God wants me to get married again. And I know that already. Okay. But because I'm still young, I'm vibrant. You know, there's still a lot of life left in me. But when it comes to the point of even thinking about something like that, I'm looking at God like, Lord, I miss my husband, God. I miss that man, you know. And I say, I know you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all I could ever ask a thing. But I miss that. And so it's it's hard. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm challenged right now of even thinking about, you know, somebody looking at me like that and saying, hey, you want to go out on a date? No, I don't want to go out on a date. Go on somewhere, leave me alone. You know? <laughs> because... It's like, no, who are you? Go somewhere, you know, but I know, like I said, that God, he doesn't want me to stay in this place. And I I had a dream and I have to tell you this and then I'm going to stop talking. I had a dream one night and in the dream, my husband was sitting at a table and I looked over at him. I said, what are you doing here? And he looked at me. He said, baby, it's okay to let me go. And when I woke up, I, I knew that that was the spirit of God coming to me in a dream through my husband to show me that it's okay. It's okay to move forward. That gave me the chills. 
Yeah, it, well, it should because it gives me the chills just thinking about it because my, when my husband was sitting up there at the table, he was sitting across the table. He had his Diet Coke, okay, in front of him. Oh, and I, I was getting ready to sit down and he looked at me. He said, baby, it's okay. It's okay to move forward. Wow. Yeah, and when I woke up, I knew that had been the Lord that gave me a visitation saying, okay, Beatrice, it's time. You know, but I depend, I lean on God so much, Angie, that, you know, I, I sit here in my little house here in Hampton, Virginia, and it's just me and him. And, and I spend more time being quiet because I want to hear exactly what he has to say to me. I'm just speechless, Michelle. Yes, that's beautiful. And, and uh, God works in every single way, every single way. And uh, the, the wonderful news that I hear you saying is that you're listening. And that's that's huge because he's giving you some clarity of mind and clarity of the life journey that you're on. Amen. Oh, I love it. I love it that you got that sense of peace, you know, because there is some guilt, I'm sure, in moving on. And uh, but, you know, like you said, you're young, you go walking at five o'clock in the morning every day and yeah. you're, you're a drill sergeant at heart and you are just ready to go. You're raring to go. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I am. And, you know, but just that area right there, it's like, I don't know about that, Lord, because I'm, Lord, I'm just I'm tired. I'm too tired to even think about stuff like that, starting all over again okay getting into a new relationship building a new relationship with someone that's scary it is okay and i'll be i know god has not given me the spirit of fear but of power and of love and a sound mind but that's scary Okay. It's, it's a big it's a big thought, you know, to yeah. uh, to move on with the dating. Right. All right, Michelle, you had well, your, just, your heart attack yeah. and Bob was sick and you were worried. Like right. what, what? What? How have you dealt well, with these things? Listening, listening to uh, Miss B and so forth. Our minister recently did a phenomenal sermon on James. And um, his, his whole point was that, you know, James writes that. Uh, the difficulties are a joy, and uh, it, we wow. it's always been. It's always been difficult for me to even read that he, when he says, "You know, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds." But what is he talk, talking about? And um, uh, Kurt Taylor is our minister, and he picked up the music stand, and I loved it uh, because I'm such a visual person. But he said um, basically. I got to remember here, when the bottom falls out, you're to take take a step back. You're to weigh it, recognize what's going on, persevere. But obviously, the longer that each one of us hangs on to that weight, that music stand above my head, uh-huh. the heavier it gets. Uh-huh. And some of us, including me, and sounds like maybe Miss B at one time too, the first thing we want to do is just get out from underneath that pain. But that's yes. not what James is saying. He's saying, no, no, we're supposed to persevere. And that every circumstance that we have in our life, God has, is doing something to bring about something bigger. And I love that because uh, it's the song, I Surrender. You know, I really want to give this all to you, God. I can't put one foot in front of the other, but, but I'm going to give it to you. And then, of course, we try to take it back. But we mm. must let go of it. And there was a great TED Talk. Um, her name is Lucy Hone, H-O-N-E. And she has, her talk was about strategies to be resilient. 
And I mm. remember that she she asked all these questions of the audience when I was I watched her on YouTube. But have you ever lost somebody that you truly loved? Have you ever had your heart broken? Have you ever struggled through an awful divorce? Mm. Have anyone you loved had to cope with mental illness, dementia, mm. cancer? And every single one of us, we know that. And mm. and God has said. You know, you will have suffering. You mm-hmm. will have um, hard times. And perseverance is what we have to do. We have to yeah. turn our eyes on Jesus, persevere. And resilient people, they know that suffering is a part of life. Suffering is. It's it's just going to be there, period. You know, mm-hmm. Michelle, I think back um, to your mom. And, you know, Beatrice's yeah. parents, She they, her parents didn't raise her, not saying it wasn't painful to lose them. But, you know, losing my dad was painful, but we had only been, he, we were estranged for 35 years. So it was more like, and this is going to sound cold, but it's more like a friend dying that I really was fond of, that I really had warm feelings sure. for. But I didn't have sure. the bond that I would have developed had he not basically you know he was an alcoholic and then he was gone at 12 so i didn't have a normal wow. bond with him and so right. i think um the way you talk about your mother that must have been one of the most painful losses for you to get over it was and i'm totally in agreement with miss b that uh, when a friend says you know it's time to get move forward uh, to, to move on to move on mm-hmm. and you never forget but never forget and don't tell me that i just have to put that out of my mind that that isn't what i'm supposed to do and because i'll always i'll always have that love for her and columbine always has a huge hole in my heart i will always have that but i'm going to move on and i'm going to learn from it i'm going to ask god to take the pain i'm going to you know see what he has in mind and um you know god's still in control he's he's well, I, I can pray through anything. Um, it, 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 you know, God God had a son. He had one son on earth without sin. But God never had a son on earth without suffering. Mm. Jesus mm. did suffer. We all suffering. God understands our suffering. And um, let's be resilient people and, and turn to him instead of turning down to look at the ground and just take that take that pain and and take drugs or alcohol or or quit or just isolate ourselves. We we can't do that because God still has us here to do something for His kingdom, and we must focus on Him. We must look to Him. I have to tell you, you both inspire me so much because you're so active and. I was uh, talking to uh, Michelle when the last time I spoke to her, Beatrice, about how she's still acting and she sings and she sings at funerals. She sings on stage. She speaks. She travels. She does a lot of family things. She'll even go camping with them, which she hates. And, you know, it really inspires (laughs) me because I kind of feel like I paused a little bit after, you know, my career was so all-encompassing, and I did so many of those seven-day-a-weeks uh, to get ahead and you really get established in the news business. And mm-hmm. so many years I did that, working two jobs or whatever, and then working full-time d- during high school and college that um, just within the last few years, 
two years, I'd say, I've really paused. And maybe it's mm-hmm. time to kick it up again. And I mean pause, like not stop doing my radio show, but cut back. And I um, just, I mean, my life has totally changed. It's, it's the kids mm-hmm. now. And I'm running around to, you know, private volleyball lessons and uh, baseball practice. <clears throat> and we'll have three tournaments in a weekend. But I paused uh, professionally. And I feel really at peace and relaxed in that. But I might need to find soon in the next, you know, Riley's going to, this is his last year of high school. And Hope's got, uh-huh. uh, what's she going to be, a sophomore. So I, I, I've got to start thinking about maybe I'll be used in a way that's more of an, a volunteer or nonprofit or something uh-huh. involving the kingdom, uh, which, you know, I guess my radio show is that too, but you know what I mean. Like, Definitely. I don't know. Definitely, I, I, right. I feel paused and that I'm, I, I need to get, the, you know, the, the old VCR, remember that when you push play, but sure. I guess now I'll just be the sure. play on my phone, right? On my, on the kids' TikTok. Yeah. I need to push play. <laughs> I need to, uh, you're, I need you're to scroll through. Doing a reboot. Yes. A reboot. I need yep. to scroll mm-hmm. through. All right, Beatrice, I'm dying to uh, talk more about the fact that you're going to be a grandmother soon. So we've got to address that mm-hmm. in the next few weeks. Uh, tell everybody where you're speaking soon in Blackhawk. I'm speaking in, Black, in Blackhawk. And the name of the organization that I'm speaking for is um, Transformation Ministries. Awesome. I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. <laughs> you know, I got <laughs> several things on my calendar. So, well, you're going I, to be here in Colorado yeah. and you're going to be up in Blackhawk and they can go to your website and get more. Yes. Yes. And your absolutely. website is drillsergeantoflife.com. And Michelle, if people would like to have you as their speaker or sing or just oh, you. You're so wonderful, how do they find oh, you? Oh, you're Thank you. What an encourager you are. Michelle at michellearon.com. Ooh, that might be one of my gifts. That could be a professional encourager. There yes, you are a is. wonderful encourager. The yeah, president of encouraging. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I love you both. Bye. Thank love. you. I love you too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.